the next week, I'm now cashing it out with the owner of the other car. And he's like, oh, and by the way, you owe me a chicken. What are you talking <laughs> about? And he's like, you killed my chicken. It was in the boot. Welcome back to the morning news. Welcome back to the morning news. It's been a crazy year, but I'm so grateful to be in the position that I'm in today. We also got our Spotify wrapped, 65 countries, 75,000 plays. And from the bottom of my heart, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who's listened and shared. And it's so good to see everything growing. And on the topic of growing, our guest today is the epitome of growth. We're joined by trending Zambian singer and songwriter, Miss Salma Sky. How are you doing? Hello. I'm really blessed. I think well, it's that was an a- intro, an intro to die for. <laughs> I'm doing really yeah, well. It's really hot. Yeah, but- it is. Oh my gosh. We should meet at our halfway point, the Victoria Falls. I think there it's also hot. It is, but at least you have a water <laughs> body that's unbeatable. If you're a fish like me, I can live in the pool, like 365. I don't care what the weather is. If I could live near a waterfall, I would be in heaven. <laughs> this year, things have just been really feeling like they're falling into place. And I'm so grateful for that. And it's really just been yeah. a crazy year. Protests yeah. and obviously the pandemic. And how have you been mm. able to cope? Well, I've been making music. I've been finishing off this amazing album that I'm so excited about. I'm overwhelmed. I mean, I trust the music and I trust the work, but I just don't know what the consumer will say. You know, you just never really know like what the feedback will be. You may love it 110%, but you're just like, I hope they love it too. And they're loving it. And it's just, yeah. I've just been making music. I've been focused on finishing the project. I'm so glad that it's out now. And then, yeah, man, now we're talking to people like you, doing big things. I think a big thing is obviously the pandemic. And because of the pandemic, people really aren't traveling. So I think you really get more time to be logged in and to focus on just making music. Do you think it's negatively influenced the lives of artists? I mean, to an extent, because I also feel like a lot of us draw creativity from what we live through. And I think for different artists, just depending on what genre you are in for me love and rainy nights and then dancing with my partner those are things that you know fortunately the pandemic didn't do and that's the kind of music that i write about emotions are not something you need to kind of get anywhere else other than inside here your heart you know what i mean so um it was easy for me to get into my feelings a because it was like an emotional time not necessarily about love but because everything in the world was almost falling to pieces at least that's the way it felt for a while and then it was easy to just think deeper about my relationship think deeper about my family and the fact that i'm not getting to see them and all the opportunities that were being missed i suppose because it was like there was nothing else we could do other than stay put and then learning how to navigate past those things and then as an artist being like hey do I still feel inspired I'm so grateful that I actually started creating the project right before the pandemic so I already had like some fire in my spirit and I was like hey I just want to create this amazing album and I have so much to say and I think the pandemic actually helped elevate me emotionally to a point where I felt like my songwriting became so much more personal and like deep and well thought out yeah man I mean you know in terms of shows of course you know we'd love to be everywhere and anywhere and jumping on 
different stages and stuff, but social media is its own stage. And I think that if you know how to kind of navigate those platforms, you still feel like you have some connection to your supporters. Would you say that your music is a direct depiction of the events in your life, to what you write about? Is that coming from how you're feeling? I think for the most part, this album, yes. I have made music where it's kind of like someone else's story and it's written for me and I'm just like the appropriate vocal instrument. I get honored to be able to put out that work and use my voice as the vessel. But this time, I mean, I wrote 80% of this album. It's all me and I'm just imagining this would happen to me because, hey, I'm married. (laughs) you know eight years in the whole new love thing like in be mine is really a concept that came from a co-writer and we just ran with it and honestly in that moment i felt like i wish i met my husband and was with him since i was 16 so that i could be singing the song to him because it's so girly and it's so mm-hmm. like 16 to 20 kind of cutesy type love uh, we're obviously a very mature couple way beyond those years i'm not going to give away my age yeah. <laughs> but so it's not necessarily my actual life it's sometimes the yeah. things that i think about if i was 21 again and i had an opportunity to write a song what would i say about love and like being fuzzy and warm about meeting a guy i mean stuff like mr dj mr dj is like literally sounds like the soundtrack of the early 2000s for me when it comes to dancehall music like it takes me back to that place when I first started clubbing like seriously and independently and I wish I was 21 again so that I could dance to it in the club with all my girlfriends I mean we could still do it now it's just not the same (laughs) it's not the same are you really into the party scene when you were 21 were you really about going out with your girlfriends just having fun oh yeah yeah 100% (laughs) I lived the best of my 20s. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to spend as much time with my girlfriends. We're going to do the craziest stuff. We're going to get like wasted. And I lived a very full, youthful life. I'm so blessed. And I feel like even when I got married, I had some of my friends weren't done with that phase yet. And they were kind of like, where are you going? What are you thinking? Like, you know, you're not going to be able to do that stuff anymore. (laughs) Yeah, why are you leaving us? I mean, I had just like partied and played and enjoyed life so much that I have no regrets. And it's like, I don't look back at that time in my life and be like, oh, I wish I could just have done more. I'm definitely not one of those people. I'm definitely like someone who's enjoying being older and maturing and, you know, aging. And I love all the different decades of my life so far. I'm so blessed. And yeah, it's been amazing. Like, I just, I do still love to go out. I love to dance. I don't drink as much anymore. I mean, the body just can't take it. I just can't get drunk the way I used to. Uh, My legs won't let me. And my husband and I are still very social and like try to go out as often as we can but we work so hard because we work together that usually one of us is just too tired to do it mm-hmm. so we definitely need a vacation where it's just like let's go to Ibiza or something so that we can just forget about work and it's literally just party city you've got no other choice but to have fun mm-hmm. um, what's been the wildest thing that's happened on a party night with the girls so we're driving from one club to another yeah two of my girlfriends and i one sitting in the front with me and the other in the back and it's kind of like a cross town like we kind of have two central business districts in lasaka and the newer more modern one is somewhat closer to suburbia 
And then we have one that's like totally CBD style, like in the middle of what you would call downtown or whatever. And so we're moving from suburbia into central business district town. And we're coming up to a stoplight. And for some reason, I really believe in my heart of hearts that I'm pressing the brake. Like I really <laughs> genuinely believe and yeah. I'm not, I'm pressing the accelerator and my mind is just so convinced and my girlfriends are shouting like summer break, summer break, break, break. And I'm just like, I'm breaking. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're and the car's not moving faster. going to crash into this guy. <laughs> so my girlfriends are like screaming and they're like, you're not breaking. And I'm just like, I am. There's a car right in front of us at the traffic light. And boom, I go into his rear end and of course it then becomes like we have to go to the police station so that obviously we've had something to drink i'm not proud <laughs> of it don't drink and drive it's not cool of course we were all safe because at least we always wear our seatbelt but it was totally unnecessary like i should have just gotten a designated driver the next week i'm now like hashing it out with the owner of the other car and he's like oh and by the way you owe me a chicken and i uh? say what are you talking about <laughs> and he's like you killed my chicken it was in the boot <laughs> bro i kid you not like i didn't even care i love animals so much anyone who knows me knows i love animals i felt so bad like i can't even kill a chicken to eat it no i'd rather be a vegetarian no i killed a chicken i haven't killed an animal in my life like wow <laughs> so totally traumatized my girlfriend's have been kicking about it for the last 15 years or something and i'm just like you know what i'm over it like it'll never get old they love to go on and on about it and yeah i'm the chicken killer for me i just have a really really bad fear of chicken like i really <laughs> can't be around chicken they just don't do it for me like i can't even be 10 meters wow. around the chicken because i just feel uncomfortable i always feel like it's going to chase me wow we spoke about covid not allowing artists to have shows and obviously yeah. i'm sure you heard about the whole travis scott situation do you think... You know what? I miss it. So he had a show and I'm not exactly sure of the exact story, but it got like really crazy and people passed away. So it became a oh, big thing wow. with lawsuits and all. And I was going to ask, do oh you think situations like that make artists take more precautions according to security of shows i just feel like if you're gonna have a concert people need to be searched um yeah. i know that it's time consuming but let people start coming at midday even if the concert only starts at seven let it be that way and if you're in you're in and you can't go out again unfortunately that's just how it is you want to see beyonce you're gonna do it just come here at 12 because you know we have to search each and every one of you don't allow bags don't allow yeah i would say don't allow back you know what I mean? I think like if no. you can anything bigger than a bum bag, no. Shouldn't be allowed inside. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want you to have a little pistol or whatever. Like, no. You can't be a carrier. I don't care whether you have a certificate. Like, this is just not the appropriate place. And, and then in something as small as a bomb bag, it's not that tedious for security to check. But if it's like a backpack, there's like so many zippers and compartments and it just becomes such a long process that I can easily see how security just get lazy about it and miss it. But like if it's as big as a fanny pack, like, come on, guys, let's protect each other. That is crazy. It was a big issue. It was everywhere. And it's just a crazy world we live in. Something that we haven't spoken about is you recently released your latest album, Free. And may you take mm -hmm. us through the creative process and how the journey that led to the album started? Wow. Free is like long awaited, especially here in Zambia. I mean, I'm 
practically introducing myself to more of an international regional market while reintroducing myself. My first decade was like making music to like set the groundwork or lay the groundwork rather for the rest of what I want for my career. And I'm at that point now where I feel like making music for me, by me, because of me is top priority. I don't want to make music that is just trendy or it's the vibe right now. I want to make timeless music that I know will transcend and it will outlive me. I want it to be a generational gift that I can give to people. So with that in mind, I was like, the only way a person can do that is by being true to who they are and like being their most authentic self because heart is everything. I've listened to some albums where I'm just like, not particularly the best vocal display or production, but just so much soul and depth and like authenticity and realness that you can feel it in every breath of that singer, even if they didn't hit all the notes. And music is like a feeling. It's something that you should just feel. And the other thing is like, I love doing visual work for the music, but I just felt like I wanted an album where you put it on, you press play, and you just don't want to do anything else other than use your ears for an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And so in wanting to do that, I just felt like then I can have really long-winded, amazing conversations with people because I'm so expressive and wordy and I like to get down to the nitty-gritty of things and feel people and hear them and for them to hear me. This album was inspired by that thought process. Like, I need people to really hear me so that in some of my stories, they can feel heard or they'll have something that they can relate to and be like, yeah, this is like a one-hour, 30-minute conversation with someone. She's taken me like on this undulating roller coaster where one minute we're extremely happy and light and just having fun and going to the club. And then you meet the guy and then you're with him five years and you go through the hard stuff that comes with relationships and you circle back to being able to find love again within all the troubles and then trusting God even on my album to just remind me that I'm enough even when I act like I'm not enough or when I think that I'm not enough. But yeah, I mean, basically, I think that three was inspired by me wanting to be Salma first and then Salma Sky second, because I feel like people have heard Salma Sky for so long and it's been very, I wouldn't want to say orchestrated, but I mean, more business, more thought out to be like, hey, you know, this is the sound in Zambia let's do something similar or let's do something along those lines. And this is not just genre-wise, this is language-wise, this is, you know, just like, it hasn't been 100% me. And so I wanted my next decade to be indicative of me owning some kind of freedom of what everybody else, market, industry, consumer, supporter, fanatic, whatever. I just wanted to be Salma. My prayer is that it can teach my industry about embracing the artist for the artist's evolution because it'll happen every five years and you have to be ready for it. I mean, you look at people like Rihanna and you just think, oh my God, she took us through all these like different eras of her being red hair and loud or really jet black hair and punk and uh, being soft and sweet when she just stepped up. So we've evolved with her and we've done it effortlessly, but we've done it effortlessly for others. We haven't done it for our own. The album is an advocate for evolution. Evolution of an artist, them bearing their soul. And the title track, Free, which is the lead single and the only one so far with a video out. It's what kind of started the rollout towards the album being released. It is just 
the statement piece that says enough is enough i'm sick of the voices both in my head because you've planted a seed of doubt within me that now makes me doubt myself even when i was so sure of myself or because there's too much noise and you're saying do this you're saying do that you're saying like everybody is trying to like steer the career a certain way or make the sound a certain way and i was just whoa 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 can't do it anymore you know i just want to make music that's beautiful i know how i have a very high ability to do that and to relate with so many people and i feel like in a sense that's been stunted so and hopefully it can help other artists free themselves i really just like the message of being free and your whole creative process and i don't know if you've been told this but you have a really really unique voice it's like a subtle 80s billy holiday voice and do you think the sound of your voice is what gives you the unique edge um you know i don't think like i have the most unique voice not particularly i think maybe how i use it has its abilities that are obviously unique because your instrument is yours but i don't think like i have that thing but i don't listen to myself with that kind of intention i suppose so i know that people pick me out very easily but i have been mistaken quite a few times and i'm just like no nah, then i don't know I feel like <laughs> i have the most distinct unique voice and i'm like no that's not my song and they're just like oh sorry i thought it was you i just feel like what i have to say i think is what kind of sets me apart from everybody else and how i say it i love having the career and i love being front of house but i get so much gratification and joy from being in the background and writing for other people and figuring out vocal layout for other artists i find so much joy in it i find so much joy in being able to pen down something as simple as i miss you every single day of the year but in the most unique way and so for me i really feel like my edge or what i have over other people is my songwriting like i really believe in my songwriting and will probably outlive my singing career yeah it just really fascinates me about how every child when they're young they're walking around the house just singing once i was seven years old singing jingles and yeah all. not even half that it really just fascinates me how every child just sings and at what point do you say, no, this isn't just for fun. I want to pursue this as a career. I mean, I think after Kapiri Piri, I was like sold on becoming a singer. But when did I recognize my singing ability? Quite young, actually. Um, probably about 10, 11, when, you know, your voice is kind of matured. You've kind of, you're likely to stay with that voice. I mean, obviously for boys, it might be different. But for girls, 10, 11 is when you're like, oh, okay, you know, I feel like I sing happy birthday just a little bit better or, you know, and then my parents really picking it up early on and my uncles being like, hey, you know, you can really sing. And so it was like 90s R&B princesses that made me feel like, yeah, you know what? Throw in a little Mariah Carey here at a family birthday or Christmas party um, you know, I can just do a Tamiya on my way home from school for my uncle who used to do my school run with me when I was a teenager. You know, to me, just like being in variety shows later on in my teens and just feeling like, yeah, I'm going to showcase the fact that I can hit that note. And it's something that I'm extremely proud of. And it just kind of kept going from there. And, you know, late in my early adult life, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this and I may fall flat on my face, but I'm not going to say I didn't try. And I haven't fallen flat on my face, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. 
I think that's really nice because you really got to see your talent and that's obviously what's helped you to get to where you are now. You've been in the industry for nine years. Mm. How do you think you've grown from the period of you entering the industry to who you are now? I've actually been in the industry for 11 years, but I'm the same girl. I'm just definitely more independent. You know, I definitely know what I want more now. I definitely see myself differently. It's more about like just growth and being comfortable in who I am. 11 years, I've just really become Salma Sky. That's very, very interesting. You've evolved to this singer and songwriter that you are today. With your songwriting, we spoke about it briefly. My favorite song by you is Over You. That song really conveys a very deep message. And may you tell us a bit about it. Firstly, I was on Type Beats on YouTube. And this is how I met Shorty Chris Beats. And he's now a brother. He's contributed to the free album, If with praise from Nigeria is his production. His brain is literally like with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. He could be their little prodigal son. He's such an amazing producer. He's from Hungary. He's so good with putting in nuances of like 80s and 90s R&B into these like mod type beats that just like they hit with the now but there's some nostalgia and he's just such a great producer so I'm on type beats on YouTube and I'm just like I really want to just write something because I just feel like I have something to say and I saw this beat and I just saw how much it was liked and used and I was just like I don't care I love it (laughs) and I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a video I'm I'm gonna write a bomb song And I sat down and it was one of those that took like 20 minutes, some take months. But this is one of those where it just came so effortlessly. And again, back in my head, sometimes when I hear a beat and it makes me have a feeling, even if that feeling is not mine, I will build based on that feeling. So if it makes me feel sad or depressed or lonely or anxious, then I will write an imaginative song about that emotion. And so that's how Over You kind of came about. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to write this heartbreak song. I'm going to be a little bit crazy in the music video and act like I'm going <laughs> to cut a man, but I didn't. He's actually a really great friend. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Nadi. Again, like I said, when I don't have those life experiences, I mean, of course I have. I have had those where I'm just like, oh, bro, like I'm done with you. You know what I mean? I've been in those men are trash phases gonna... in my life, but I'm such a lover as well. So I'm like the type to move past it quickly. Not to say I haven't been there. So I can can like tap into certain areas of my life but for the most part like if it's in the moment it's literally because the music made me feel that way and then I'm like well am I the appropriate person to write it and then I try and if it comes out well I'm just like here then you have a track like over you when you're writing a song about heartbreak do you have to go to a dark place to write or it just comes naturally like you can be happy and still talk about your heart being broken once I get into the zone and I forget I have this amazing life with an amazing partner and then I just become one with the song and sometimes I walk out of the studio crying like it's really happened to me and it hasn't mm-hmm. because I just wrote down two lines that are just like oh my gosh that is hard like oh my <laughs> god but yeah like how passionate are you about your art like to me I'm so passionate I just I want to be that piece I want to be moving from being happy and singing songs like Promise which is like an anniversary dedication I made for my husband and I that's on the album to over you or if which are just like such low low lows in relationships they're like so low 
that you know you're like oh my gosh this is like those really bad rainy nights in a relationship none of you can walk outside because it's pouring and you have to be in the same house but you have to be in different rooms and things are just going to shit basically and both those emotions are very real ones you know what i mean it's not like you know you have to fake it if you've lived a full decent life i'm sure you've been through it before so also you know there is a place you can go to kind of inside yourself to be able to do it well but i think for me i just lose myself in the moment and then i come out of it and i need a hug and then it's all back to normal <laughs> that's very yeah. interesting and I'm sure you know that like a lot of people suffer the negative effects of relationships. People who are heartbroken, mm-hmm. people in toxic relationships. And I'd just like to know what's Miss Salmis Sky's advice for anyone in a toxic relationship. If this man's cheated multiple times, a he's not showing you effort. Toxic relationship. Wow. Look, anybody who treats you any less than you treat yourself Yeah, and for you cuz you're already not good enough for yourself. You're not putting yourself on that pedestal. You may have your reasons, but at least you can blame yourself. Do you know what I mean? And you can be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I need to pull myself out of this hole because I'm in depression and I'm not eating or sleeping or bathing often enough for me to feel like I can make a change in my life and I can be better for myself." Flip side is no, I am doing everything that I need to do. for myself it's just that this man like i love him so much or this woman like <laughs> she just i don't know has my heart so much i don't know whether i'm coming or going with him also mata like i don't know i'm just so twisted my father told me something a very long time ago and i was just talking about it with my husband and my brother recently and i said you know the worst thing you can ever do is put expectations on another human being because their background is very indicative of who they're going to be and their future is very what they see for their future is very indicative of who they're going to be and if you are not part and parcel of any of the healing from the past or the aspiration for the future then somewhere in the middle they're going to be like ugh you know you're just here for this segment of my life And so the level of commitment that somebody has to you knowing that they're traveling through life with you has to be that deep. You know, and somebody has to love you enough to either let you go because they're unbecoming and say I'm trash. I just need to mess around. Like that's just me. I just don't feel like I've had enough women. I just feel like I want to go out and do this and the most honorable thing is to just be like, "Yo, you know, can we go on a break for like 3 years? I'm not ready." <laughs> and if you're still there, um i will love you till the day i die but i don't want to do this to you or if you're not there i'm willing to be the guy that lost out on a good thing but didn't drag you through the mud because i didn't know what a good thing was a that good man thinks powerful. like that a good woman thinks like that i just believe that that's the ultimate kindness you can show a person like you know just don't drag them along with something that you don't believe in yourself i completely get you and that's very deep The last question that I'll ask today is on the podcast we have a signature question which is what is happiness. So today Miss Salma Sky, what does happiness mean to you? Happiness means being free and yes I'm being corny and yes it's shameless plug and yes my <laughs> album is out and that's its title but <laughs> it truly is happiness is about independence for me. It's about having my own time, my own space, my own stuff and nobody taking that away from me because it is who I am and it it means so much to me for me to have something that's sacred and that is just mine. And like I said to you this album is all me. It's like literally if you want to know who I am and how I think, 
my album is no bs like it's not at all no gimmick no nothing it's it's me and so if you ever need to have an intimate conversation with me listen to my album because that is my true happiness the ups the downs everything it's just that self expression to say i'm not happy today but i want to be and i'm so happy for you and i'd just like to say thank you so much you. for joining us on the morning meet today it really means so much to us oh, and thank you you're welcome are you do you have any upcoming music features or projects for your fans do you have anything you'd like to tell them about hey man you know free is literally it um i have red sand from kenya i have kayla from south africa shout out to kayla gang sis <laughs> from another mister like I'm so happy that I got Kayla on my record. I think she used to go by Miss K before, but she's now Kayla and KLA. And yeah, I love 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 her. Such a great vibe. Praise Chiki Chizi from Nigeria. Chiki Chizi being uh, Debanje's amazing producer, but he's also an artist himself. So him and I are doing great work together. Yeah, Red Sand from Kenya, Tay Green from Malawi, Soundboy from Zimbabwe. Adi Virgo who was on Zambezi with me and Kaki a few years ago him and I have Mr DJ which I'm telling you Mr DJ is the jam that is the yeah. song that's going to take the album everywhere and so yeah man I just feel like I've become pan african overnight just out of people's goodwill and them being able to jump on my project and and be happy so please go and stream the album go and listen to it um listen to what Salma and all the corners of Africa have to offer you and just share and like and comment thank you so much for joining we wish you all the best oh thank you so much god bless you